Psalm 1 opens the Psalter with a pronouncement of blessing on the righteous and a warning to the wicked. This dichotomy is common in Proverbs, and in a sense, Psalm 1 echoes and anticipates much of Proverbs. Psalm 1 is a didactic psalm instructing readers in wisdom and righteous living. In particular, Psalm 1 points to the law of God expressed in the Torah as a delight and a blessing and a foundation for living a fruitful life. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Psalm 1.1 The psalm's description of a righteous man starts with what he is not. The blessed man, or woman, does not indulge in the progression of wickedness outlined in the verse. The poetry poetry illustrates a descent into more willful and hard-hearted evil. One starts by walking in the counsel of the wicked, going astray. Then one stands in the way of sinners, stopping to associate with sin. Finally, one sits down in the seat of scoffers, becoming one himself. The blessed person, on the other hand, does not follow this descent into sin. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Psalm 1-2 Rather, the blessed person delights, that is, finds pleasure in the law of God, and makes it his or her meditation by day and by night. This description tells us a lot. First, it shows that the distinction of the blessed righteous person is a heart-deep distinction. It is not just about external behavior. It is about what delights the soul. Our soul is not naturally delighted by God's law. We are, as sinners in the corruption inherited from our father Adam, naturally resistant and disobedient to God's instruction. Only the Spirit's work of regenerating our hearts can lead to such a deep delight in the law of God. This gives us no ground for boasting since our identity as a blessed and righteous person is not founded in our works, but in our spiritual life wrought by the Spirit. Second, this verse shows that righteousness is not just a matter of of compartmentalizing our relationship with God and excelling in it to the isolation of the rest of our lives. The blessed person meditates on God's law day and night. This is a whole life approach in view here. The blessed person understands that God's authority and grace reaches to every element of our lives. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Psalm 1-3 This delightful enthusiasm and passion for God's law leads to a solid foundation and spirit-wrought fruit. The image is one of permanence and provision, a tree firmly planted by the nourishing waters of a stream. Its strength and nourishment overflow in regular and resilient fruit. Similarly, Jeremiah uses this language to describe those who trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. The end of Psalm 1-3 might tempt us towards embracing a prosperity gospel outlook. In all that he does, he prospers. But it is critical to remind ourselves that God does not promise his people a life of ease and worldly success. The prosperity spoken of here is best viewed in light of Jeremiah 17:8. The blessed man or woman need not fear the year of drought because they are firmly planted and rooted in the stream. The heat will come, but the spiritual fruit of the person's life remains green because of what is nourishing them. The Holy Spirit is often spoken of with stream imagery. See Isaiah 32.15, Isaiah 44.3, and John 7.37-39. 
and spirit-filled pilgrims are said to make the Valley of Baca, that is the Valley of Weeping, a place of springs, Psalm 84, 6. So this psalm is not saying that God's people will always have easy and successful lives. It is saying that God's people will always have the spirit to sustain them through all of life, both the ups and the downs. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Psalm 1, verses 4 through 6. The psalm concludes with a contrast between the righteous, described in verses 1 through 3, and the wicked. While the righteous stand resolute, like a tree planted, the wicked blow around like chaff in the wind. The images could not be more at odds, one displaying the permanence of spirit-empowered life following God's word, and the other displaying the transience of following man's own way. Similarly, verse 5 tells us that the wicked will not stand in the congregation of the righteous, echoing back to the fact that the righteous do not stand in the way of the wicked. See verse 1. The psalmist is clear. Either you stand with God and not the wicked, leading to blessing, or you stand with the wicked and not God, leading to judgment. Ultimately, the Lord has eternal hold of the righteous while the wicked perish. Verse 6. Perhaps the temptation upon reading passages like this is to quickly jump to a legalistic and self-righteous attitude of trying to put ourselves in the righteous category. After all, it's hard not to do this when the contrast is so stark and there is no, no room for neutrality or middle ground. The psalm is clear. Either you are standing with the wicked, verse 1, or standing with the righteous, verse 5. But we must acknowledge that but for the grace of God, we would all naturally and willfully stand in the wicked category. The only perfectly righteous human being to walk this earth was Jesus Christ. We are righteous in union with him, not on the merits of our own self-willed righteousness, which is filth. Isaiah 64.6 Furthermore, we are to drink deeply from the nourishment of the Spirit's life-giving presence in our hearts. Indeed, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Psalm 46.4 That river is God's Holy Spirit. See John 7, 38 and 39.